0: Welcome to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most with your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the Breakthrough Success Coach and your powerful presence mentor. Welcome to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most. I'm your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the Exponential Success Coach. I am... Honored, excited, and uh, all the other adjectives that are that say "woohoo" <laughs> to uh, to be able to bring a special guest here uh, from Canada. Actually, uh, he's a an international number one best selling author. Uh, finish line thinking: How to think and win like a champion. He's an inspirational speaker, highly sought from around the world. Uh, he's the host of a gigantic podcast on thought leadership, the Thought Leader Revolution. And um, what can
1: I say? Nikki? welcome, Nikki Blue. Welcome. Thank you, Wayne. It's an honor <laughs> to be here, man. Really, really <laughs> pleased to be here. I'm looking forward to having a really fabulous conversation with you. Yeah.
0: So this is awesome. We're going to jump right into it. You weren't always amazing. So where I'd love to start is to wind back the clock, right? None of us goes, poof, I landed in um, a, a huge success. We worked our way there, right? We started and we were inspired by people and we worked our way, um, you know, and and so, I mean, you're in Toronto now. Did you grow up in Toronto? Can we wind back the clock into your, into your childhood, even like, how'd you grow up? And did you know that you wanted to be uh, a thought leader? Like when did that question, right?
1: That's a great question. So I actually am originally an immigrant from the Middle East. I'm a Christian from Iran. And when I was a young boy, um, the Islamic revolution happened in Iran in the late seventies my late father, God rest his soul, he could see the writing on the wall that this was not going to be a great place for him to raise his Christian family. So he got us out of there and eventually settled us in Toronto, Canada. And I thank God every day for my father and his pre-science. I don't know if you've been following the news in Iran, but uh, just a few weeks ago, a young woman by the name of Massa Amini was killed, just 22 years old, for the crime of walking around outdoors with their hair partially uncovered. In Iran, women need to be fully covered because you see men can't control themselves or something. And uh, the, the truth of the matter is that this was horrible and it sparked a whole round of protests. There could even be a second Iranian revolution happening right now. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, Young women, teenage girls have been going out there. These are people with a lot to lose. They've been burning their hijabs and their their head coverings. And they've been getting shot at and, and killed by the regime's thugs. Over 200 of these young women and some men have been killed by the regime and their thugs. And, you know, I know it's fashionable these days in some quarters in the West to say, oh, my God, the West, America, so oppressive, so racist, so sexist. And I go, what? I'll tell you what, let's go to Iran. And let's see if you still feel that way. OK,
0: <laughs> it's amazing, Nikki. I, you know, I tend to. Uh, kind of not go into politics on this podcast that said what you're talking about is so important. Um, The, you know, uh, the oppression of women to the point of, of killing someone (laughs) because they dared, she dared show her hair or portion of her hair. Um, There are traditions, you know, it's sort of like, do we accept everybody? Um, There are traditions, obviously the traditions are there. We can honor that they exist. We don't necessarily have to honor that somebody's killed for going against them. And it it is, it is, it's an outrage. It's an outrage. How old were you when when you came to the States, when your dad brought
1: you? Actually, I went to Canada originally, and I was was just shy of 15, shy of 15 years old um, at that time. Um, My late father, though, you know, he was my hero. This is a man who uplifted people. Wayne, if you needed a job, dad would get you a job. If you uh, wanted to start a business, he would help you get started. Even if you were going to compete against him, that was just the kind of fellow that he was. He wanted to help people. He didn't care about that. And if you worked for him, and you know you wanted to buy a house or a car or an apartment, you didn't have enough money. Dad would make up the difference so you could buy that car, that house, or that apartment. And you might be thinking to yourself, "What? Who does that?" Well, the late great Napoleon Belue. He. he did that. And why would he do that? Well, first of all, he was a Christian and he felt that he'd been blessed by God. And it was his obligation as a Christian to share those blessings with others. But secondly, he did it because he could, he had the financial wherewithal to be able to be that generous. So I wanted to be just like him, you know, he was, he was the greatest man. I knew. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And here's what I noticed when I became an entrepreneur, there was a lot of my fellow entrepreneurs are good people, wanted to make a difference out in the world, yet they were struggling. One of the main reasons they were struggling is they didn't want to come across as pushy, as salesy, as reeking of commission breath. Wayne, you know what I mean. So they would not go for the sale when they should have, and they their business would suffer. And then the person they could have helped would suffer because they wouldn't get their help. And then some charlatan marketer would swoop in, not caring whether they delivered or not, and make the sale because they were good at selling the sizzle. And the sum total of goodness in the world went down. So I just started to think about this. And I go, what if we could help reframe how these good folks looked at the business of selling? What if instead of looking at it as selling, they could look at it as serving? Nobody wants to be sold. Wayne, you don't want to be sold. I don't want to be sold. But everybody wants to be served by a caring human being and a caring advocate. You know, the person sitting across from you, that's someone's father, someone's mother, someone's son, someone's daughter, someone's brother, someone's sister they're a hero to somebody and they've been disappointed by life. And they have maybe even been disappointed by someone just like you who promised them everything and delivered nothing. And your job is to understand that business is not a numbers game. It's a people game. And you need to put your focus on helping that human being in front of you. And that was the number one lesson my father taught me. If you want to be a seven figure success in business, You can't make it about you and money and how much you're going to get. You need to make it about them, their problems, and how badly they're suffering. You need to serve them out of suffering. What is business after all? I created this little formula I call the seven figure 3P solution. And what are the three Ps? Well, the first is problem, the second is people, and the third is profit. Business is about solving acute problems for wonderful people. And an incredible profit. That's all it is. That's awesome. so i'm taking
0: I'm taking notes as you're talking. this is this is amazing. Um, you know, just to say that you were your role your role model of your father was somebody who had two things, uh, and you didn't use the word abundance, but that seems to be a value that he had, that the world or cosmos or beyond has this abundance and his willingness to serve you said he was serving even the competitors and it's like, that's because it's not about competition when, when there's enough, like there's enough for everybody. Right. And so that's first. And then, and then the other is service, like true service is, is, it's not about get, you know, I was, I was talking with somebody recently um, about every time, you know, looking in my past, every time I've been in the, I need to get something, everything goes wrong. Like (laughs) my world collapses. It's like, I need to get, and it's like, that's the right in my past. It would have been like the lack mentality versus the abundant mentality. And so it's not, I need to get it's I need to serve. And these days, you know, I, I, most people know I, I start my day with two words, which is thank you. Right? Starting in gratitude. And who do I get to serve greatly today? And I'm, I'm certain that, you know, problem people profit, like the three P's, that I'm certain, and I haven't talked to you about this, I'm certain that gratitude is woven through there. 100%.
1: 100%. <laughs> uh, you know, um I'm going to save my story around that till the end because it's a powerful closing story, Uh, but I'll I'll tell you this. I will tell you this. Um, Another issue that good people have when they go into business, Wayne is that they, they don't know how to stand out. They're good people, but they just don't understand how to differentiate themselves. Their message is what one of my mentors, Mark Von Muser, calls a Mayo message. There's no substance to it. Mm. So someone would ask them, what do you do? They're all excited. I'm a realtor. I'm a mortgage agent. I help (laughs) people deal with overwhelm. Okay. As soon as you say that, you disappear into the sea of sameness, right? Right. And the sea of sameness is a terrible place to be. You need to be in the oasis of differentiation. And I'll tell you a story. There was a young fella who uh, got introduced to me many years ago, and uh, this fella, his name was Dan, and he was a good dude. You know what I mean, Wayne? He was just a good dude. You you wanted to be friends with Dan. You rooted for Dan to win in life, you know. And we want Dan. He was a personal <laughs> fitness trainer. Yeah, like Dan, like Dan. Man, he's he's good dude. And he he but he 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 sounded. Like everyone else, he was in the sea of sameness. And I asked him, hey, man, what do you do? Who do you help? He goes, I'm a a personal fitness trainer. I can do anything. I can help anybody. I'm like, "Uh, no, 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 really? What do you do and who do you help? No, 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 really? I can help anybody and I can do anything for them. I said, what, you can help anybody with a wallet and a pulse? (laughs) And he's like, good one, Nikki, good one, I I guess. And I go, no, 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 that's not going to work. You need to differentiate. And he said, okay, 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 okay. I, I go narrow. He goes, okay, you know what? My dad, he's a doctor. I, doctors, they make a lot of money. I'm going to help doctors. And I'm like, your message is, my dad's a doctor. Doctors make a lot of money. Come work with me. That's not going to work so well, right? So it didn't work out too well. And then I said, you need a different message. And he's like, okay, okay, okay. He scratches his head. Okay, okay, okay. He goes, okay, I got it. I'm narrow more. I work with cardiologists, cardiologists. These guys, they make more money than doctors and they they, they, they have no time to work out. They're, that's great. And I'm like, your message is you make more money than doctors and you have no time to work out. <laughs> all right. Didn't work out so good. Then all of a sudden through serendipity, he started to work with a Paralympic athlete. Okay. This fellow had been, um, unfortunately, someone who had a missing leg since he was a child, childhood accident. He was Afro-Cuban and he had a really cool name, and he insisted you pronounce it properly. His name was Papito Wilson, not Papito Wilson, right? So he started to work with Papito, and it was great. He got the guy strong. The guy went to the Paralympic Games. He won some medals, and Dan loved it. I mean, he was just over the moon. He felt so fulfilled and energized, and he came to me. He goes, "Nikki, I love this, man. I love working with, with, with Papito, and... You know, I I love the energy. I love the fulfillment I'm getting from this. So I want to work with people with missing limbs. And I thought, that's a good idea. Go for it. So Wayne, in just six weeks, Dan signed up 400 clients.
0: That's personal
1: fitness trainer working with people one-on-one signed up 400 clients in six weeks. He could no longer do one-on-one Fitness training. That's he had to come magic, up with a different model. The magic twelve hundred dollars the month before he met me. We helped him add not one zero to that monthly income, but two zeros to that monthly income. Over a hundred thousand dollars a month. Why? First of all, he stopped going after the money. He started going after making a difference for some people. Okay. And secondly, Nobody was going after folks with missing limbs. The other trainer thought, oh, they can't work out. Forget it. But he knew better. And his message to them was, "You, you can work out. You can be anybody. You can do anything. And just imagine that message landed. Someone with a missing limb may not feel they can work out or be anybody or do anything. And that message just landed for them. They loved it. They ate it up. And so... There was a problem. There were people involved, wonderful people. And there as a result became an opportunity for incredible profit.
0: Well, it goes back to what you were saying. Business is a people game, right? And it's like, how are we serving? How are you showing up? How did you get into this? Like you've, you know, you've consulted with some of the top companies in the world. And like, how did you how did you
1: like your your personal story? How did how did you, that's a, that's a, that's a great question. So, um, I was in the fitness, uh, coaching world myself. Okay. And in 2009, um, seemingly out of the blue, my then wife let me know she didn't want to be married to me anymore. It was absolutely devastating. Uh, I went into a woe is me phase. I, I blamed everybody but myself <laughs> took no responsibility and m- my life spiraled. I, was sleeping on my mother's couch. I wasn't making any money. And, um, one day I went to see a talk given by uh, a speaker and it resonated. And I walked up to him. I plucked up my courage and I said, I really loved your talk. And I, I I think I ought to hire you. He must've sensed that I was not, you know, in the best space. He just looked at me and he said, okay. He said, but you know." If you want to work with me, it's going to cost you $5,000 for five hours of my coaching time. And I don't offer any guarantees or refunds. And I get paid fully in advance. And I looked at him and I blanched, you know, uh, and I said, I I don't have that kind of money. And he said, I know. He said, I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to give you some free coaching right now. I said, please. And he said, "Uh, it doesn't matter what your current financial situation is. Makes no difference whatsoever. What matters right now is how bad do you want change? If you want to change your current situation, and I get it's not a good one, you will find a way to do it. And that includes perhaps paying me $5,000. If you don't, you will not find a way to do it. I did not like that message the moment that he delivered it to me. It hurt. It had made me peer into, you know, the abyss that at that moment was my self-concept. But I knew he was right. And so I looked at him and I said, okay, please give me a couple of days and I'll come back to you. I don't think he ever expected to hear back from me, but what I did was uh-huh. I approached a couple of people. I, I had been in conversations with a number of people about working with them, but they had made up their mind. They were being very indecisive, right? And um, I called them up and I said, I've got good news for you. You need to lose weight. And they go, yeah, I know that. And I need money. So I'm gonna give you the deal of a century, <laughs> uh, half price of the last price I quoted you, but here's the deal. You need to say yes by the end of this call and pay me by the end of it. So what's it going to be? And a couple of folks gave me a thousand bucks each. So I had two grand and I went to see him and I plunked down $2,000 on the table. And he said, "Um, that's great. But I said, I get paid in full in advance. This is only $2,000. So I just looked at him because I had been resourceful in that moment, right? By doing this. And I said, look, over the years, how many people have you given that little speech to? And he said, oh, 30, 40. I said, okay, great. Besides me, how many people came to you with any money? he said, oh, you're the first. (laughs) I just laughed. And I said, look, take the money. I'll sign a contract that I'll Pay the rest within, you know, 30 days, whatever the case may be, right? And he agreed. And so it took me four months to make $100,000 out of working with this guy. Now, why was that possible? First of all, I was decisive. I had cut off all other options. These are four qualities I'm going to share with you. Decisive, no option, but success. Committed, committed to do whatever it took to be successful, not kick a tire and quit. You know, when things got tough, coachable, I took this man's coaching and believe me, it was like nothing I'd ever been coached to do before. And then finally resourceful. I came up with the money to pay this man awesome. and you have to have those four qualities. If you're going to be successful, it doesn't matter if you are, you know, broke businesses, invest money in their success. You are your business. You are the most important asset if you have. If you don't invest money in yourself, you're done. I used to be the fitness coach to Robin Sharma, the author of the legendary book, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. Sold 15 million copies. I was his personal fitness coach. And one day I was training him and I said, hey, Robin, you you talk to me all the time about how you help people double their income. How can I double my income? He said, oh, that's simple. All you have to do is triple your investment in personal and professional development. Triple your investment in personal and professional development. Huge. He said, hire the coaches, go to the conferences, join the masterminds, you know, do the courses, buy the books. Yep. (laughs) I listened to him and he was right.
0: That's, That's so good because most people... Will go, well, do I need a coach? I maybe, you know, and it's like, well, here's the thing: high-level athletes have four, five, six coaches, right? And they're all looking for different things. Coaches have perspective that most people don't have on their own. That's the reason for a coach. So um, Tris, triple your investment in personal and professional development.
2: You are listening to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most with your host, Dr. Wayne Purnell. You know you are bigger than the life you are leading. It really is time to attend to that thing you've wanted to do or have, but you've been putting off. It's time to step into that dream you've parked for someday. It's time to claim true well-being, both personally and professionally, without giving up the success that got you here. It's time to check out Dr. Purnell's signature small group retreat, the Exponential Success Summit. Explore ExponentialSuccessSummit.com. Seats are extremely limited as this is a very special small group event. www.ExponentialSuccessSummit.com.
0: I want to go back because um, what I like to do as as part of the flow here is to highlight some of the gems along the way. You know, I'm going to hit your four bullet points, but also the question that you asked ahead of that was, "How badly do you want it?" And most people will hear that as, "Well, how badly do you want it?" Right? And it's sort of soft. It's like, "Well, how badly do you want it?" And the question is, "How badly?" do you want it? Like, like, can you feel it inside that? Yes, I, uh, with every part of my being, I want this or, yeah, you know, it'd be, it's a nice to have, I could get by sleeping on my mom's couch. It's okay. Right. How badly do you want it? You wanted it big time. And uh, you've interviewed over 300 super successful people in your career and I am certain that that is a thread of their lives that they didn't just sort of float through and go, yeah, you know, it'd be nice to, it'd be nice to, you know, have multi-millions. It'd be nice. It's like, no, you know what? I want to serve so greatly. I must do this. Mm -hmm. Um, Be decisive, be committed, be coachable, be coachable. Like you can't go to a a coach and go, well, I know it all. I'm doing it my way, (laughs) nor look at your friends who have never done this, right? It's like, no, you know, you don't need that. It's like, really? Look at the people that are being successful, right? So um, decisive, committed, coachable, and resourceful, triple your investment in personal and professional development. Love it. I wanted to just pause there just to underscore all of that. Good gems, Nikki. Thank you um so so that i'm assuming that was back in the 70s is that what you said that you met this guy
1: or that was in the no 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 90s. 70s is when i left Iran. okay 90s guy. is when this 2000 this and uh, this guy i met him in 2013.
0: Two thirteen. wow okay so just so just seven years ago you turned your life around is that right
1: nine years ago but yeah
0: where am i 23 yes <laughs> 2022 2023 awesome math it's a thing uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> awesome
1: you're awesome Wayne I love it
0: huh <laughs> so all right so in the last decade was your big bounce it's amazing um and and from there you started to gain connection from there you started to Branch out even bigger and and beyond. Talk about branching out. Talk about some of the threads of the leaders that you've interviewed, um some of the the key lessons that they gave you or that um, you know that some of our listeners or or viewers can really kind of connect with and say, "Well, if I'm just starting out and I'm struggling, what am I supposed to do next? right? So,
1: well, my situation was probably a little bit different. I had experienced success prior to my divorce, right? And mm-hmm. in fact, I was in business with my ex-wife. So if someone's truly, you know, starting from scratch or close to scratch, some of the things that I did probably wouldn't make sense for them. Everyone's at a different stage in their business. They are. There's a, there's a There's a model created by a guy out of Australia named Matt Church. And it's the ladder belt model. So it's kind of based on martial arts and your stage in business goes from white belt all the way to black belt. And then, you know, first, second, third, fourth, fifth degree black belt, every $10,000 a month in income is another belt level. So if you're at 10,000 a month, you're a white belt. And if if you're a white belt, you can't be pulling black belt moves. So A white belt, somebody making, you know, 10,000 or someone making even less than 10,000 a month. I wouldn't tell them, hey, you know what? You should go out there and write a book. Well, probably not. First thing you should do is get enough clients to get you to 20,000 a month. Then maybe you can look at writing a book. Don't make black belt moves when you're a white belt. You'll get hurt, you know? So after World War II, when America defeated Japan, um, they loved karate and they wanted to teach american servicemen karate unfortunately there were only two belt levels in japan black and white and you were a white belt until you were ready to be a black belt and many american white belts tried to pull black belt moves and they got hurt so the united states marine corps invented the belt system so it was no longer just white and black there was white and yellow and you know uh green and um blue and red and Mm -hmm. then black. So they found they could reliably take you from white belt to black belt in 18 to 24 months. And this belt system will allow, you know, anyone that I'm talking to, no matter where they are, I can take them from, you know, zero or 10,000 or 20,000 or 30,000 a month to 50, 60, 100,000 or 200,000 a month and beyond by doing things sequentially in the right order. Now, one of the things that everyone in business can do that they all do wrong, you know, and with all respect to anyone listening to this, maybe even yourself, Wayne, is you don't own your value properly. You undervalue yourself. You know, you don't charge enough. There's only two reasons people don't charge enough. Number one is they really don't believe, but what they have to offer is valuable in which case we've got a mindset issue that we got to solve.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Or they do believe it's valuable, but they don't believe anyone will pay for it. They're scared. And again, that's because the focus is on them and the fact that they need money and not on the person in front of them who has a problem that needs solving. Now, Wayne, let's say you were a relationship coach and you help men going through divorce. And you help men with, you know, a net worth of $10 million and up. And let's say that you said, I'm, I'm going to help you save your family so you don't have to spend $5 million minimum or lose $5 million minimum when you get divorced. And the guy in front of you goes, Wayne, that's great. Let's do it. Sign me up. How much? And you go, oh, $500. You're going to save my family. Save me $5 million and you're going to charge me $500. There's no credibility there. That person won't show up ready to do the work and get the outcome. You need to charge him at a level that he's going to take it seriously. There's something called the expectancy bias. The expectancy bias is when people pay a lot for something, they expect it to be better. So it's important that you don't gouge people, but you charge them appropriately. That's better for you because you you know your business will make money faster, but it's better for the client because they'll get the result and the outcome they're seeking faster.
0: Let's, and um, let's take a let look. Let me tell
1: you a story before I finish that up, because there was okay. a fellow who came to me and he owned a uh, acupuncture clinic in Manhattan and he had a six-figure business, 150000 a year. But in Manhattan, that money came and went like that. And he wanted to make more. And I said, how much more? He said, I want to make a million dollars a year. Great number, right? And um, I looked at his business, and I saw that he had a great clinic, great message. And he undercharged, and he had A-list celebrity clients like Robert De Niro. Oh. I said, okay, bud, you got to raise your fees. He's like, okay, how much? Uh, said 20-fold. I think he expected, I'd say, 10%. He I prevented he said, relax, relax, come on. So I can't do it. No, no. I finally persuaded him to sevenfold his prices. That's as high as he was willing to go. He 20 folded the number of clients he got because all his rich, successful clients said, this guy is the best acupuncturist in Manhattan. Look at how much he charges. Went up to 1.2 million in less than four months.
0: That's awesome. Right? So, I mean, if you think about it, that's about 85,000 a month income. Just like that, right? Um, and for most people, uh, uh, you know, in my world, I see people who hear eighty-five thousand a month income. That's like so far away, and there are others that are sort of like, "Yeah, it's, it's eighty-five thousand a month." So, and but I think if we if we back up to expectancy bias, like all of this ties together. If as an individual if you've ever gone to the difference between a Walmart and a Nordstrom, you have an expectancy of how you're gonna be treated, of the kind of clothing, for example, that's offered. Um, and you have an expectancy of maybe a difference in price tag as well, right? And that's the whole point is that is that we as individuals do have an expectancy. We expect a certain thing at a certain price um and back to value then we as individuals need to value ourselves so that we can offer the service that we know is positive at a certain price so this is it's huge i do you know part of as i said part of what i do is to sort of pause and just like shine a spotlight on that is huge to keep in mind right it's like that's that's one of the lessons along the way. So I'm appreciative of this. Really good. Um, awesome. Awesome. Good frameworks. Good frameworks. Are you teaching the the ladder belt method also? Or is that something you...
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we do. Okay. I mean, it's a great model. Uh, it is a great model. To work credits too. Yeah. Absolutely. We teach it and we uh, we incorporate it into the work we do with our clients to help them progress faster.
0: So talk a little bit about what is the name of your business? Is it Thought Leadership?
1: It's called E-Circle Academy. And our our brand promises we help you add one to two zeros to your monthly income while working 10 to 20 hours less per week. And our secret sauce is we teach you how to do it through thought leadership and heart-based selling.
0: Nice. Nice. E-Circle Academy. And it's a, how do you make that promise? Like, do you, do are you, are you super screening people? Cause if they show up and they're not committed, like decisive, we won't take somebody
1: on who's uh, first of all um, we charge based on the value we provide. So, you know, ours is a premium program, right? You are not
0: inexpensive.
1: (laughs) No, we are not. And the folks that come to us, are people who are committed to getting a result. I wouldn't work with anybody who's not decisive, committed, coachable, and resourceful. I just wouldn't do it. Awesome. I want people who are ready to take their life and their business to the next level. And I'll tell you, uh, I'll tell you, uh, I'll tell you another story. Okay. And it's very, very powerful. And it illustrates, you know, a point that you wanted me to make earlier. So there was a, a woman who was introduced to us. And she had a great pedigree. She was the country director for Canada for one of the world's oldest and largest personal development companies. And she was incredible. And she brought someone on to uh, work with her and help her grow the company who she thought was very talented. Kind of like Steve Jobs back in the early days of Apple with John Scully. And um, just like Jobs and Scully, she and this individual got along at first, but eventually their visions of the future diverged and just Jobs and Scully, she was kicked out of her own company. <laughs> right? So she spent 15 months floundering, not knowing what to do, not knowing where to go. And she was introduced to us. And we could see this was a good woman, good human being who was feeling a little bit lost. And we helped her get her focus back. We helped her create a compelling vision for the future And we helped her determine where she wanted to go. Like She said she wanted to be a black belt. She said that the first day she was there, she says, I want to be a black belt. I'm going to be, there'd been no women black belts program at that point. There'd only been men. And she said, I want to be the first woman black belt. And a couple of the other women said, no, I want to be. I'm like, yeah, I'm putting my money on her, (laughs) you know. And so she got clear on who she was going to help. Entrepreneurs that have been burned out, $10 million plus companies. And she's like, going to reverse the burnout. Great message, great pain point. And her first month, she did ten thousand. Her second month, she did twelve thousand. Her third month, she did eighteen thousand. Her fourth month, she did sixty-two thousand two hundred. That's a black belt first stand income, sixty thousand plus a month. So it was incredible. You know, that we uh, we were excited for her. And she lives in Ottawa, and I live in Toronto. That's a five-hour drive. My oldest son plays uh soccer at a high level, or as I like to call it, the real football, because it's actually played with your feet, <laughs> like American football. Um, he had a tournament in Ottawa. She had a son, my son's age. I called her up, said, We're coming to Ottawa. Would you and your son like to come watch a game and maybe go, you know, grab a bite to eat after? She said, sure. So we did that. It was great. And then my son and I drove home. A few weeks later, we had our quarterly branded Thought Leader Immersion Workshop in Toronto. And she was there and we were at the point of the workshop where we did our famous upsell into our full year program. And uh, the way I do it, I don't talk about our program. I let our people talk about their experience. It's wonderful. It's better. I, I, I think it's more effective too. So I asked if there was anyone who wanted to share their experience. And before I could pick anybody, Wayne, she on stage and said me 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 i'm like okay cool (laughs) go ahead and she's smiling she's looking across the room from the stage and then she starts to cry her shoulders shake and she's like and i'm like any red-blooded masculine man seeing a crying woman i panic what did i do (laughs) but i kept a calm exterior she turned around and looked at me and Between her sobs and sniffles and tears said, Nikki, you didn't know this, but when you and your little son came to visit me and my little son, my little son, in that way, excited little boys do, said, Mommy, Mommy, who are we going to go meet? And I said, oh, son, we're going to go meet Nikki Baloo and his son. And then she said, all of a sudden, my sweet boy became very quiet and very serious and said, oh, Mommy, are we going to go meet the man who saved our family? No. And I looked at her. And Wayne. I'm old school. I don't cry in public in front of strangers, but I cried. I hugged her. She hugged me. And in between her sobs and tears, she said, Nikki, when I came to see you, I didn't tell you this, but the bank was about to foreclose on our home. We hadn't paid our mortgage in months. And my husband and I, we were fighting like cats and dogs nearly every day in front of our three small children under the age of 12. I was literally about to lose my precious family. You literally helped save my family. So what did this teach me? You never know what someone's dealing with, Wayne. You just don't. They may not feel comfortable telling you. So, you know. You could literally be saving somebody's life for everything that matters to them. The second thing was I became very humbled. God has a mission for me, and that's to help people. It's to help people like her. I'm not here necessarily just to make the rich richer. I'm happy for people who are successful. but I want to find people like her, her hurting, who are decisive, who are committed, who are coachable, who are resourceful. We're ready to do what it takes. And I want to help them win. That's what gives me fulfillment. I ask God every day, put someone else like her in front of me. Let me be thy instrument, Lord. And that's really what I do. And here's another beautiful thing. Normally at our enrollment opportunities, at our upsells, some folks, you know, we hand out our registration forms. Some folks sign up and some folks don't. And some folks need persuading. There were eight people in the room that day. They all signed up right away. Nobody needed any persuasion. That's the power of authenticity.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Really beautiful. It's really beautiful. You know, you change lives. um, You help others make some money. You make some money along the way, um, which helps you serve greater, uh, more greatly. I think that's something that's forgotten also is that people get hung up on the money. It's like, uh, you know, oh, only rich people have this or whatever, like there's this classification and push away when what you really need to recognize is that when you as an individual make more, you have the ability to touch more lives. You have the ability to serve more greatly. That is the value of uh, increasing your income, among other things, right? Your quality of life. But Really, to be able to touch other people and um serve in a way that that goes beyond even the individuals that you touch, I think that's that's huge. So this is great, Nikki. Um you know, I, I'm assuming you are inviting people to reach out to you. Where where can people find you?
1: Of course. Um, the best way, I mean you type in Nikki Ballou all over social media or Amazon or whatever you can easily find me. But the best way to actually get in touch with me is I've got a website called eCircleAcademy.com. That's my main company website. And there is a um, a, a link there, eCircleAcademy.com forward slash appointment, or there's a button on the homepage. And I, I offer something I call a success call. A success call basically is an opportunity to look at where you're at in your current level of success on the belt level model. Where are you? White belt, your yellow belt, you're below a white belt, whatever. And where do you want to be? What's the gap? And what's it going to take to get you from where you are to where you want to be and close that gap.
0: That's awesome. And I
1: offer that free of charge. Uh, you know, no, one, um, no, no fuss, no must, no bait and switch, no hardcore selling. Just come, let's do the call. And, uh, take the value. And, um, you know, some people that get on those calls, they'll they'll go, yeah, I think, you know what, I, I think you can help me. And if that's the case, great. And if it's not the case, that's fine, too. But if you're in business, and you need help, let's have that conversation.
0: That's awesome. I wanted to point something out about the belt system also is that, you know, a lot of people think of black belt as the pinnacle. It's like, oh, when I get to black belt, I'll be somebody And for those of us that have gone through the martial arts, you know that when you get to black belt, that's when the real learning starts, right? (laughs) That it's sort of like, oh, oh, now I get to fine tune. Now I get to really step into who I am now, right? So your your world opens up. You have to go through the basics. There's no skipping it. You have to go through the basics in order to, to get to that black belt level where you can start learning, start earning, um, start serving right that it's it's you know it does no good to pretend so this is awesome ecircleacademy.com forward slash appointment um is there anything you were hoping I would ask I'm I'm conscious of our time I know that you have other appointments after sure. this no, I appreciate is there, that. yeah is there is there anything uh you were hoping I would ask or that we didn't touch on that you you want to put back out there for us
1: there's only one thing I want to say. I know the last two uh, and a half plus years have been challenging for a lot of people. Yeah, you know these lockdowns, inflation, war in Europe. Uh, a lot of people are not feeling very secure, or very safe, or that it's possible to have a glorious life and a glorious business. And I just want to say this: you got to believe you can win because you can win. And the greatest successes and fortunes in history are created in uncertain times. So you need to keep that in mind that right now there are more people than ever that are hurting and need help need to be served out of suffering. And if you're listening to this, become an agent of transformation for those people and their suffering. Beautiful. If you do that, your business will succeed and it will grow that's what I want people listening to focus on and not on the craziness of the world. I know they're shoving bad news down our throats 24 seven, but maybe that's a good reason to shut off the news. (laughs)
0: Exactly. I talk about being the lighthouse, right? Be that light that that shines a light for other people. And um, you know, even if that's, if you, you know, some of the audience members don't own businesses, but they're in business or they're in a family, it's like, be that light for the people around you right? And maybe now's the time to think about starting a business. How do you serve more greatly? How do you get out there? That's great. Ah, Nikki Blue, thank you for for being part of One Sharp Sword. I really appreciate you being here.
1: Thanks for having me on the show. And I gotta say, I really love the name of your show. It's awesome.
0: (laughs) Thank you. One Sharp Sword beats a thousand dull knives. All right. Very good. Nikki Blue has been my guest on One Sharp Sword. Uh, I will post his name so you know how to spell it. I will, uh, you've got that in the show notes, ecircleacademy.com slash appointment is a good way to reach out. Nikki, thank you again. This is One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most. I'm your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the Exponential Success Coach. Thanks for being here. We'll see you here next time. Thank you for listening to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most with your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the Breakthrough Success Coach and your powerful presence mentor.